Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, just been sitting here soaking up all this NFL draft coverage for three days man and and wouldn't you know it the sec dominates once again again i what is it 17 years in a row yes sir that's the number 17 in a row they got to add more teams up there you know so they can (laughs) even the playing field so (laughs) hey i I will say i was kind of surprised how many big 10 went uh, but it also shows just how terribly coached and managed they are up there because I didn't see any of them competing in the college football playoffs. Just kidding. Ohio State was a little scary, but we took care of them. Yeah, so 17 years in a row, most picks, SEC, of course, most first-rounders, uh, SEC, most number one overall picks in That's NFL really history, good. just adding to the list with Bryce Young going to Carolina with the top overall pick man just just a great day to be an sec fan you know what absolutely it was kind of it's kind of wild you know as a vol fan obviously we saw will levis sitting back there in the green room and mm-hmm. all them ball fans making fun of him sitting back there and then he signs with the titans i was like <laughs> man you could it's like what are you doing i've never seen so much turmoil online they just don't know what to do with their hands you know it's like it's like you spent all these years last two years bashing will levis and now you kind of need to support him so I, i've seen a little few people come around and, and whatnot but i would say man uh, this was a fun draft. Uh, I thought it was a good draft. I thought it was uh, it was exciting. There was, you know, uh, a lot of S- like you said, a lot of SEC players getting picked. Um, how many did we have total? It was like sixty. Was it how how many? I've got it wrote down here. I got the list of the entire every single player, but I don't have the total in front of me. Sixty two. So mm. sixty two. Think about that. Sixty two players from the SEC drafted. Uh, of course, 38 of them were from Georgia, so <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think the Eagles took about Georgia, half of them. <laughs> God, how big is that? How, I mean, how big – that was the storyline coming out of this thing. So I, I saw a guy the other day, uh, uh, yesterday, he was wearing a Georgia hat. And so, you know, naturally I was, I, I'm was i drawn to – if I see an SEC team or something, I'll, I'll usually talk to that individual and – and he was all he had it all, man. Georgia shirt, Georgia hat, and all this stuff. And I said, "Did you did you become an Eagles fan last night?" And he goes, "Well, I don't hate them anymore, you know." <laughs> yeah, I mean that it's pretty wild to see. Clearly, uh, I mean they have taken notice of what old Kirby Smart's doing down there in Athens. Yeah. And uh, I saw this stat, Shane. Every single starter from Georgia, not from last year, even though. A lot of guys off last year's teams in the NFL. Right. But two years ago, the first national championship team, Shane, all 11 of the starters on that defense are now in the NFL. And that does not include, Shane, Jalen Carter, who just went number nine overall because he was yeah. – I mean, he was great, but he wasn't good enough yeah. to start because he, he, was, he was a younger player. But So 12 off that defense, just two years removed from a national championship in the NFL. How How insane is that? Well, it's it's crazy because it, you know when this was happening, you and I were saying, "Hey, man, this is the version of uh, of of LSU's offense a few years back." You know, on the defense side, and, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't sound believable. But it's one of those classes that just comes around so often, and, and you know, and they produced. They, the production on the field, that's the key. It, it's not like we look back and say, well, this is a team that had a lot of talent but got away. But you're, you're looking at it and saying, man, this is a team that created this kind of pipeline of, of NFL talent down there. So, yeah, I mean, it was a big win for Georgia Bulldogs. Been win for a, a lot of teams. Uh, a lot of programs uh, got to see some, some players drafted. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know, just the – 
you, you know, obviously the Alabamas and Georgias, they're going to get all the pats on the back, but there was a lot of teams in the SEC that got some love. Right. So I thought, Shane, what we would do, I've written them down here every single only Vanderbilt was the one that didn't have a, a guy drafted, unfortunately. But the yeah. 13 other teams, I've got every single selection that they had in the uh, 2023 NFL draft. I thought we would go just go team by team. And uh, mm-hmm. any standouts or any thoughts on these selections? How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds great, man. All right, so bear with me. This is a long list here for Alabama because they tied Georgia for the most picks with 10. They each had 10. So we're just well, doing Alabama right yeah. now. And, and before you jump in this, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to point at a few of these teams and the amount of talent that they've got going into the NFL and, and, and go back to it and say, well, did it match the production that we saw in the SEC last year? Alabama was one of those that definitely stood out to me. When you got 10 players drafted – and you didn't go to an SEC championship. You didn't go to a college football playoffs. And we all know the stories. There were some close games, but it's a lot of NFL talent. And I felt like it didn't match the production. A couple other teams I thought stood out to me, Mike, was Auburn. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Florida Gators was another one. Yep. Six. Uh, they know, had six uh, players drafted. Florida absolutely. did. Absolutely. Is there any any? T- are you seeing? Do you? Which one's a bigger bigger hit in your opinion? The the fact that Alabama had ten go to the NFL and not go to an SEC championship, or one of those other teams? Or is there maybe one I'm not mentioning that stood out to you? Kind of a just a, a, a like icing on the cake of a disappointment se- disappointing season last year. Hmm. You know, Shane, I think one that uh, yeah, and I made the joke, Shane, and it kind of was a joke, but it's also true in my opinion. Hell, Nick Saban had the number one and the number three overall selections in this draft. Yeah. Yet they lost multiple games. Kirby Smart has passed him by if you need to know other evidence than that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I echo those sentiments on Alabama. But, I mean, having ten guys in the NFL, that uh, that will sell on the recruiting trail. So, not that they need help down there on that. but So, it, it's not like a, a total indictment. But uh, one that really stood out to me, Shane – and I'm, tr- I'm trying to warm this fan base back up this offseason, but I got, I'm going to have to slide them one more time. Kentucky, only three players drafted, and Will Levis not going in the first round. After, I, I'm not sitting here to, to dunk on anybody. Uh, you know, the well-documented comments I've made about that. But, you know, that's Kentucky's an NFL factory. It really has been. And yeah. I'm not seeing it. I mean, we had one guy in the second round. Chris Rodriguez, outstanding running back. He was drafted in the seventh and a guy mm-hmm. in the seventh. We'll, we'll get to their full selections here in a minute, but that's a little alarming, Shane, because we're, you know, we're, we're supposed yeah. to be a developmental program. We've been, we've been patting ourselves on the back for putting a lot of guys in the NFL. Right. It didn't translate this year, and I, maybe that's a big reason why they were. They early, were, early rounders too, you know. So. Right, right. Disappointing yeah, that's there. That's a good point. A&M. You know, I, I sit – I hate these people, Shane, and I'm not going to sit here and do it, but I, I just, it always bothers me because you just don't know the situations behind the scenes, family family situations. Uh, I mean, there's a million things that go into this, these decisions, but I hate to see they had three players, Shane, declare early for the draft. Devon Chain. Now, he went in the round round three, and yeah. if, if running backs, if they valued him a little bit more, he probably would have been a second, maybe even a first-rounder. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any problem with that. But Antonio Johnson, he was outstanding safety. Yeah. Round five, Jalen Jones, another defensive back, round seven. And, again, mm-hmm. I hope they make the NFL, and I hope they make a ton of money. They, Where they got drafted doesn't matter, really. But yeah. potentially cost themselves a lot of money. And potentially, Shane, those, these are like the, the only three starters they're losing. Just imagine a world where all three of those guys come back. I mean, we, we're already singing the praises of A&M, but have we got these guys back? I think it would have been a d- better decision all the way around. But, again, I don't know the situation, so I'm not calling out their decisions. But it's just disappointing to see guys go early and then get drafted late. I just – I hate to see it. Yeah, yeah. that's And that's just the nature of this game, you know, that we talk about. And, and it's – these are the ones that the coaches are, are, are making notes on, though. When you got another player thinking about, hey, I'm just going to call my shot and go to the NFL, you can say, well – 
Look how many millions of dollars that cost you if you make the wrong decision. When you could stay here, make a million dollars, NIL, you know, get better and move you up the, the list. So you, you typically we praise the success stories and we don't talk enough about the ones that slip away and, and cost themselves, their families, you know, a ton of money. So that's a good point, Mike. And it's in it. You know, I'm sure these coaches, when they're talking to a player that's thinking about leaving early, is going to bring this up. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's 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 also nice to shed a little light on that. All right, Chase. So let's go with it through this team by team. And uh, w- just let me get through the picks here. And uh, then we'll give thoughts don't, on don't each Don't interrupt one. you. <laughs> I got you. Noted. Because <laughs> they're not going to be all – there's only one other that's going to be this long. So we'll go – just going in alphabetical here. Alabama had 10 selections. Shane, of course, already referenced the first overall pick, Bryce Young to, to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Will Anderson to the Houston, Texas. They traded up for Will Anderson. So that yeah. is quite a coup. Alabama had the number one and number three overall selections. This was a surprising number 12 overall, Jameer Gibbs, the running back to Detroit. He's an outstanding player, but I didn't think he'd go quite that high. Maybe a Alvin Kamara 2.0 there. Round two, the safety Brian Branch also to Detroit. Round three, this is why Vanderbilt didn't have a selection, Shane. Tyler Sheen to the Eagles, former Vanderbilt player that transferred to Alabama. Uh, Mm -hmm. Byron Young, the first of two Byron Youngs we're going to talk about to (laughs) Las Vegas, also in round three. Jordan Battle, the safety to Cincinnati Bengals. Tight end Cam Latou to the San Francisco 49ers. Henry Toa Toa in round five. He's going to be Will Anderson's teammates in Houston, so that's pretty cool. And then last but not least, round seven, DeMarco Hellams, the safety to the Atlanta Falcons. So, Shane, of those ten, you know, I get Bryce Young, I mean, I thought it was – I can't believe there was even a debate. I don't think it really was a debate once uh, Carolina got that pick. I think they knew they were going to take Bryce Young. He's he's yeah. that dynamic. But uh, anything stand out? In a, were you surprised that Jameer Gibbs? As I mean, at, at times he looked sensational, so I'm not questioning him at all. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe the, the production didn't quite necessarily match up. Maybe that's – again, maybe that goes back to your point. Alabama not perhaps getting the most out of these guys, and, and particularly this – elite running back that went number 12 in the entire NFL draft. I mean, he made plays, but when you when I think number 12 overall pick, I think of someone that dominated college and in, in, um, we didn't see that in just the one year at Alabama. Yeah, and, and I guess the, the, the biggest one, I guess that is one of the bigger surprises, just two, because, you know, running back is not – the same position in the NFL it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. this, it's a lot of times it's a committee and you know, you don't quite need somebody drafted in the first round. So if anyone's drafted at running back position, the first round, it it automatically is going to set up some, some signals. So, um, I think there was flashes of Gibbs last year and, and a lot of people realized how super talented he is but you know again knock on offensive coordinator here getting him in the wrong position at times you know not taking advantage of all of his skill sets because not only it was he good at running but he's good at receiving and and sometimes I felt like that got negated during the game so I, I I think that's part of it um there was a lot of noise a lot of rumbles coming into the draft uh, about him and uh, uh the Texas guy you know they were trying to decide who's who's the better running back of this class mm-hmm. so I, I really I truly think Detroit got a good one you know they're already trading the Georgia boy you know getting swift <laughs> out of there so the, the this clearly he's going to he's going to be touching the ball sooner than later yep. uh, but I think the big one man is just Bryce uh, the fact that this is Nick Saban's first first pick i mean that's crazy as many as many players as he's put into the league that this is the first time he's ever had a a first pick uh selected and um you know and the knock on bryce was his size Uh, a lot of people you know kept putting him down because of the size he is and but it just goes to show you know ultimately he was the better quarterback in the country last year carolina is not just going to take a chance on anybody right. they i'm sure they they sorted and and felt that he would be the best one to to run that franchise so i think that's that's huge that's that's big for bryce and uh he was uh, big, big enough to be good in the sec i'll tell you that 
seriously, I mean, I mean, think about it. We put half the league in there. You know, it's like <laughs> if you can make it through the SEC, you could you got a good shot the NFL. Now, don't get me wrong. There's it's a different world. It's a different animal. Uh, you've seen some players struggle in uh, that struggle in the in the NFL that was dominant in the SEC, but. You know, this is a. I think it's a good situation uh, for for Bryce, and 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 I think he's going to have some time to to kind of build. You know, kind of grow into that role. So mm-hmm. uh, excited to see what he does on Sundays. Now, Arkansas, Shane, they only had two selections, and it started both in the third round. Drew Sanders, the linebacker, to the Denver mm-hmm. Broncos, and Ricky Stromberg, the offensive lineman, to Washington. And, yeah. you know, the biggest thing that jumps off to me, Shane, was just I'm surprised. You know, I don't I don't follow NFL as closely as I used to, but I'm surprised Drew Sanders lasted the third round because he was yeah. such a dynamic presence for that Arkansas defense that, uh, you know, they had a lot of issues, but he was one of the bright spots. He was getting to the quarterback, yeah. tackling machine, interceptions, fumble recoveries. He was a beast. Have to feel like Denver got a real steal and he's another one. Again, I'm I'm not sitting here, you know, saying should have come back to college because I don't I don't know his situation. But man, I would have loved to seen him back for one more year and maybe be a first round pick. But it is what it is. He's he's making a lot of money now yeah. to play for the Denver Broncos. You know what? Yeah, I, th- I honestly I think it was time for him to go. Um, you know, as a. As- you're a fan obviously you'd want him to come back but right kid obviously slipped a little bit in the draft and i don't think that was because of production on the field or something he could have moved up the list i think this was a situation that you could move down to man yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying right, it's like right. you, you, when you're pulling your you're pulling your shot you got to be ready to go and and uh i am kind of surprised he lasted to the third round i thought easily a second rounder um, you know, I've even seen some publications have him in the first, but uh, I think this was still – it's still something that you can hang your hat on when you're talking about Arkansas football. Another another great – you know, another – they got a crop right behind them, you know. So you want to mm-hmm. talk about Kentucky being a, a machine. Arkansas's had some bad years, but they've also created a lot of talent during that time. Right, and to your point, sometimes, you know, you maximize your stock, and maybe it is – that's the perfect time to make that jump yeah. to the NFL. You know what? Absolutely. All right, and to your point, Shane, Auburn, they had five selections, which probably a lot of people would be surprised by that. Derek Hall in round two to Seattle. He was a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Tank Bigsby in the third round to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be on – imagine him and Trevor Lawrence on the same offense. That's pretty insane. Uh, round four, Colby Wooten, the linebacker to Green Bay. Love that pick. Round five – Linebacker Owen Popota, Arizona. And then another, uh-huh. the, the steal of round six, if you ask me, Shane, kicker Anders Carlson to Green Bay. So Green Bay loves him, some Auburn Tigers here. But, uh, yeah, a lot, several defensive players and an outstanding running back. Uh, any of those stand out to you? Well, Popo is – I've always had a soft spot for him, you know. I, I really do think he's he's better than where he was drafted. And, you know, I just think he was – not develop properly, and that's one thing you're, you're going to see when when you have revolving door with coaches uh, bounced around. You're, you're going to get passed through the crack, and you're going to have to be constantly learning playbooks. That's why I think he's he's one that is going to excel in the NFL, just because he's used to to learning on the fly. But that's one right there that I think you know six seven years from now you're looking back saying, now where did that kid play? You know, uh, that's that's and Tank. You know, I, I love Tank. He's always been one of my favorite running backs. But again, ran hard in Auburn, so it makes me wonder: does that is is that part of the reason he moved down? Is just you know the amount of carries that he that he had down there on the plains. Right now, to your point, Shane, you made you made this earlier. Florida, they had six high number, yeah. including the number four overall selection, Anthony Richardson, of course, to the Indianapolis Colts. Two players in round two, Shane Gervon Dexter to Chicago, the defensive lineman, Osiris Torrance, the offensive lineman, to the Bills. But Again, both in round two. Round four, the linebacker Ventrell Miller to Jacksonville. Staying close to home, love to see that. Round five, the receiver Justin Shorter to Buffalo. And round six, defensive back Amari Bernie to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, Maybe this is another one. Shane, I've said enough bad things against the Florida Gators, so I'm not going to say it. Maybe I'll leave it up to you, but six players in the draft. 
number four overall pick, mass exodus yeah. of the roster. I mean, this is. I don't know if I don't I, I don't know if it says anything about Billy Napier, does it? Let me ask you. Let me that's that's probably the best way to kick it to you. Well, you you got the fourth pick, man, uh, quarterback at that, mm-hmm. and the production that we had on the field last year did not match that. If you got a if you got a top five draft pick at quarterback, you would think that you're going to have a pretty damn good season, you know, right. or a pretty damn good excuse. And I don't think they had a good excuse. I think with this offensive line uh, talent that they had, I, I think they missed the boat. Uh, the young running backs, there was some opportunity. There were some explosive plays to be had on that offensive side of the ball, and they fell short of that. Now, obviously, we talk about the locker room situation. We don't know what that's like. But Anthony Richardson, you know, getting picked fourth, this is what people are going to be talking about for a while. They're going to constantly be comparing Will Levis to Anthony Richardson, who's doing better in their career, and they're going to go back and, and, and use them against each other, you know. Mm-hmm. People are surprised, you know, because that's kind of that spot. Will could have went there, you know. Uh, people are surprised that Anthony Richardson's the one, especially ESPN, it just blew their mind, their <laughs> mind that Anthony, you know, is going for the fourth pick here, but – you know, this is also one of those quarterback that, you know, you hear you hear in the the comparisons to other NFL greats. So, I mean, he's he's got the body, he's got the frame. We've talked about that since he's been down there in Florida. Let me ask you this, Shane, and, and maybe I'm completely off here, but it feels like Anthony Richardson is going to go one of two ways, like almost like how Michael Vick. You know, kind of took well, let's on the field. Uh, he kind of took over the NFL, and he was a sensation. And man, you for years you could not play anybody in damn Madden video game without them being the Falcons because they wanted Michael Vick for good reason. Like yes. he he's gonna be a sensational superstar or a complete bum, for a lack yeah. of a better word. On on the field again, this I'm just strictly talking on the field. Like it's almost like. He could be a superstar, or he could be. They're going to be like, "Whoa, God. you know why everybody got fired at Indy? They drafted so so yeah. so Richardson." I mean, I, it feels like it's going to it's going to be one or the other. Am I wrong, right. or is there a middle road? I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I think that's it. Like like I said, you know, when you go that early in the draft, there's a lot of pressure to produce early. So, yeah. you know, and and you, you look at pressure it didn't work so well in Gainesville. There was a lot of pressure on Anthony Richardson and that's a part of the problems that he had was, mm-hmm. you know, big games. He, he, he didn't make it, you know? So, but again, I don't want to pile on the kid. We did enough of that last season. He's got a shot. He's, he is, he has got plenty of talent. He's going to have, he's going to have some help down there. So I, I think, you know, he's going into a pretty good situation, but you know, if I told you, Mike, that Anthony Rich, like, if we went, if I'm telling you, we're doing this pod next last year, and I said Anthony Richardson's going fourth, you're gonna you're gonna have a couple of offensive line, you're gonna have a wide receiver going to the NFL in this draft. I mean, what do you think the record? If I had to have you guess on the record with with just that stat line, you would you would expect more than than what Probably we got last ten and season. two. Yeah, this is like, why I had Florida so high because I thought yeah. Anthony Richardson was going to be a superstar, and yeah. he was in that first game. And I, by God, I was, re- I was ready to tweet people all season long, you know. But absolutely, he just never put it all together. But maybe that speaks to that. He's very young. His ceiling yeah. is just incredible. I think he could be a superstar. I really do. And I, and I and hope maybe he is. that's what he needs. Just a little more. TLC, you know, a little, little more, and you don't have a lot of that in the floor. I mean, it's a, sh- it's a short rope in the NFL, but right. you are totally surrounded by capable bodies to to get you in the right spot. When you're not the best guy in the room anymore, mm-hmm. you, you, I think it grows you up a little. Yep. All right, the Georgia Bulldogs, Shane, again, tied for the most with Alabama, mm-hmm. ten selections. So let me run through these real quick. Uh, three first round. I'll be Shane. back in five minutes. All right, I'm gonna get in our beer. <laughs> Jalen Carter, number nine overall to Philadelphia. Broderick Jones, the offensive lineman to Pittsburgh at number fourteen. Go Nolan Steelers. Smith, the outstanding outside linebacker, number thirty to Philadelphia. Again, that's gonna be a theme here. <laughs> round three, tight end Darnell Washington to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh and, and Philadelphia. I love them some Bulldogs. 
Uh, round four, Kaylee Ringo to the Eagles once again. Stetson Bennett, how about it, brother? Round four to the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. Round five, Christopher Smith to Las Vegas. Robert Beal to San Francisco. Warren McClendon to the L.A. Rams. And then last but not least in round seven, running back Kenny McIntosh to the Seattle Seahawks. Is there uh, anything that stands out to you there? Oh, yeah, my big boy coming to Pittsburgh next year. <laughs> I don't How did you make it to the third round? How did that big ass sneak through the draft? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it could be an offensive I, lineman, could be a tight end. Absolutely. I mean, he can, he can do it all for uh, – He that, screams that was, Pittsburgh, man. That was one of those guys that, uh, you know, during the draft, they're like, this could be Darnell here. And they had to say it for about <laughs> three hours, you know, because yeah, he, you know, so many people were high on him. They were talking about – that's like you watch some of those, like who's the highest projected, you know, and it just mm-hmm. sits there and sits there, and you're like, man, what do you do? He smoke weed or something before the combine? <laughs> you, know, you know, is there some character issue or flaw that we don't know about, you know? And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Washington had any of those problems, but there was a reason he fell. And, and you know, maybe, again, this is just experience. He wasn't, he wasn't required – to be the guy in Georgia, he will be required at some point to be the guy at Pittsburgh, you know. So that's a kid, too, that I think has got a higher ceiling than most. So that's the first yeah. one that stood out to me because I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler homer, and and I absolutely love our picks here, man. I, I thought I thought we knocked it out. That's what you do. You do like the Eagles. <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> you pull from national championship football teams. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, I think that's a big one. Here's something I should have said earlier, Shane. I apologize. I should have led with this. But obviously we know this draft is a complete crapshoot most of the time. Yeah. But I think one thing that really helps is going to a strong organization with yeah. leadership. And that's why I think you see guys like this that, for whatever reason, Darnell fell, he goes to the Steelers. Like that. that's yeah. going to be a perfect place for him. Because Mike Tomlin's been the coach there. He's been the coach there forever. They don't like to fire people left and right. Uh, you know, there's there's other examples. The Eagles are, are strong in leadership. Kansas City, Green Bay, New England. You know, th- there's a reason these teams are generally at the top. And that's not to say they don't miss. But you're not going to have young players come in there and, and do whatever the hell they want. And you know what I mean? Like, you see yeah. that a lot in Arizona. You see it a right. lot with the Chargers or Jacksonville. and These teams that struggle year after year after year. I think a lot of success in the NFL, not all of it, because clearly talent and and coaching and all that, but I think a lot of it is fitting into an organization that already has leadership, that that already has standards, and once these players come in, they can get quickly acclimated to it, and they get on the field, and they're just the next, you know, piece of the chain. I, I think there's something to that. I really do. Well, and quickly identify what they're good at. You know, you, right. even the kid Macintosh going to Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be utilized in the best capacity up there. He, it's a run-friendly team. Um, I, I, I think Stetson going to the Rams, uh, that's another one. Not asked to do anything. Right. You know, just come in there, be be a backup for a minute. You know, learn this role. You're he, he was he's been a backup before before he took the starting role. So that's another one. Uh, I think was a great Ringo slipping in the draft a little bit. I thought he held on a little bit longer than he should, but landed in a perfect spot there in Philadelphia. That's another guy that when he gets that second contract, he, he, he takes advantage of being in a good good place. Right, and he already knows half the roster because they're all Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they're all living in one neighborhood, you know. Yeah. Kirby's going to have him a little house up there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is Kirby going to the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> the rumor mill's already started. He's going to Philly. <laughs> all right, Kentucky, Shane. Again, three selections. Will Levis in round two to the Titans. Yeah. Uh, round six, Chris Rodriguez to Washington. No idea how he fell so far. And round seven, Carrington Valentine to Green Bay. So that goes back to what I was saying, man. I mean, I'm used to five, six draft picks, and, and maybe it's just a down year. They had some guys come back. That maybe they'll all, you know, maybe they'll hit it big next NFL draft. But that's a concern for me, Shane, because uh, if I recall, 
Kentucky had their highest rated recruiting class ever two seasons ago, yeah. or like two recruiting classes ago, and I think they have steadily declined. Now, I don't know. That may be irrelevant because they, they utilized the transfer portal. It's how they got their last quarterback. It's how they got their current quarterback. It's how they got their current running back. So there's other factors, but um, I don't know. I, maybe we have hit a ceiling at, at Kentucky. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I don't want to overreact on one draft class, Mike. I mean, uh, they did have a terrible season. And right. sometimes your recruiting class may look good. You may have the right stars, you you know, but when it, when it comes down to it, you're not as good as people said you were. You didn't play good together. And that's exactly what happened in Kentucky. There was some talent. Clearly, they're playing in the NFL here. But this is a roster that just couldn't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we put that one in the rearview mirror, Mike. I'm not I'm not going to bury Kentucky's program off of one draft. You got three. I mean, I remember there was a time you weren't getting any. So there is <laughs> yeah. still a lot of improvement up there in Lexington. Um, and I think next year is just another class, another stepping stone for some of these kids to get to playing on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, you just – things didn't go well. Okay, snap, clear, move on. That's what we're going to do up here in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And and on and honestly, I'll go back to Will Levis. Ammunition, man. You know, you sit. It, it, the last thing there was a clip floating around where he didn't want to be the guy sitting in the green room. Well, he's the guy. You know, he is the guy that got embarrassed on national TV. Use it. Use it as ammunition. Build your brand. Become better for it. And and I think. If, if Will Levis comes out here and does half of what we think he's capable of, you know, we may be four years into this thing saying, damn, can't believe this kid was at Kentucky. I got to be honest with you, Shane. It was kind of hard to feel bad for him when he's surrounded by beautiful women for four hours. You know what I mean? I mean, I think they were there for the for the women more than they were for Will Levis' reactions. That's right, man. That's, that's, yeah, I think he'll be fine, you know. I, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> All right, how about LSU, Shane? Six selections. B.J. Ojolari in round two to Arizona. Round mm-hmm. four, Anthony Bradford to Seattle. Jay Ward to Minnesota. Round five, Jacqueline Roy to Minnesota. To a couple of Vikings there. This I love this one, Shane. I think this could be – everybody says steal of the draft. This legitimately could be. Round six, Keishaw Butte to New England. Yeah. Jarek Bernard Converse to the New York Jets. So that's your picks – and it's almost the reverse, Shane, of what we were saying about Alabama. You got all these picks, you didn't get it done. Yeah. LSU, you only had one, you know, one pick in the top three, bringing a ton back. I think that's yeah. got to give you hope if you're an LSU fan that, uh, man, we got something special. But how about this, Shane? Shout out to Brody Miller. He covers LSU for the Athletic. I thought he he put this tweet out here, and it was great. Uh, in 2020, LSU's class, it was a touted class. This was right after the national championship. They signed – these are the players they signed, Shane, that were rated in the top 80. Yeah. Arik Gilbert. I mean, he's never been heard from again. He's currently at yeah. Nebraska. Eli Ricks, freshman All-American, transferred to Alabama. He didn't even get drafted. Keishaw Butte, who, again, here, fell all the way down to the sixth round. Jacqueline Roy, fifth rounder. Philip Webb, n- no impact. Jordan Tolls, no impact. That's rough, man. When you sign that many yeah. elite prospects, and, and most of them never heard from again. Um, I don't, I don't know no, I, what that says, I, I, but it's it's troubling. Yeah, but we got a new one, man. They weren't family, as a uh, as coach <laughs> would say. <laughs> uh, but I, I I will tell you, it, it's kind of. I think it gives you hope if you're an LSU. Look what we were able to do without that much talent. And I'm not right. going to say that much talent. They got plenty of talent down there. But he, it felt like he got the most out of what was on that roster and yep. and what happens when he starts loading up his own guys. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's important. Butte, I, that's one of those that easily could have been a first round if he kept his nose clean, did what he was supposed to. You know, he could have been a, a, a top 15 pick if he would have – I mean, that's what he was projected. Right. Uh, fell in the draft. It kind of reminded me of those days with um, uh, Randy Moss. You remember mm-hmm. when he's at Marshall and, and we kept like, oh, man, it's 
he kept sliding. And then I remember my Pittsburgh Steelers, we had a chance. I was like, just get him. I don't care if he's had trouble, you know, he's super talented. That's kind of the way I felt with booty is, is he is super talented, but there is, there's that, you know, there's that devil on his shoulder that's got him in trouble a few times. And you see some of these diva wide receivers, I think some of the best that, that use that for good or they just wallow in, in the bad. And um, I, I never forget that uh, Blackman guy from o- Oklahoma State, you yep, know. Justin Blackman. S- uh, great. It's, it's had so much talent, so much opportunity, but just couldn't get out of his damn way. So I, I'm hoping that he's surrounded by mentors and, and clears his mind and gets back to just playing some damn football because that's a kid that I think is an absolute steal in the draft. Mm-hmm. All right, how about Ole Miss, Shane? We got four guys selected. Round two at the top, Jonathan Mingo to Carolina. So, a little mm-hmm. weapon there for Bryce Young. Round four, Tavius Robinson, the lineman, to Baltimore. Zach Evans, running back, fell all the way to the sixth round to the L.A. Rams. Round seven, Nick Broker to Buffalo, the offensive lineman. It seems to me, Shane, like uh, the Rams are sitting here saying We'll catch all these SEC stars that are falling. I was impressed with what the Rams were doing. Yeah, Rams clearly had a recipe here, <laughs> and it works. You know, I, honestly, if you if you get the right ones, you can build a hell of a team in yeah. the NFL. So I, I really like what the Rams 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 did great. Uh, but you know, this is this is a team that you know. You, it seems like, and I don't want to bury Luke, Coach Luke, but you know, back then, do you remember? We were just struggling. We were just anything and everything. Uh, I mean, forget the the super talented receivers and the class that wasn't yours. It just felt like that was it after that. And then here comes Lane Kiffin, and through the portal and everything, he's created something down there, and mm-hmm. and it is also going to be an NFL you know, stepping stone. So um, I'm excited to see what they put in the league in the future, but I think there was some stills in here, man. I I really do. I think, I think there's some, some diamonds in the rough, maybe wasn't utilized exactly the way they're going to do in, in the NFL, but some of these guys are going to stick around for a while. And I wonder Shane, if at some point it really helps Ole Miss that uh, they already run that thing, like an NFL franchise, they got a GM, they bring in all these free agents and you know they'll they'll bring in these guys, and I know part of the pitch, Shane, is hey, you're gonna go to the NFL, new system. You may the way it works, and you want to do your whole career where you get drafted, but that's just yeah. not realistic. I mean, there's free agency. You move from from team to team, sometimes annually. Sometimes your mm-hmm. position cho- uh, coach changes, your coordinator, your head coach. You have got to be willing to adapt on the fly. And I wonder as more kids come through Ole Miss and they they come in at a high rate and they have success doing that in college, have to think that's going to help them in the NFL. I I can't see any argument against it. No, I, I I'm I'm with you here, Mike. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of trying to look up because I, I I referenced uh, Luke and. What was the year? What was the year all them boys came out? AJ and all them, Metcalf and was he? Um, he was there, right? So, it was, so oh yeah, he was, he there was their 17 coach. Not. I think they fired his ass, and then they and then they all came out. Or it was like that, or or did it was recruit? definitely during his time. But or either did that he or recruit. I can't. I think Hugh I Freeze. See, I think Hugh Freeze recruited those guys. Right, right. But Hugh Freeze got fired right before the season started. Yeah, he, <laughs> so he they was were intern for a little bit, and then yeah, so yeah. 2017, 18 to 19, he was there. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to. Maybe I shouldn't have put. I shouldn't have used him as a reference. But there was. In that time frame, you got to admit there was a little drop off in talent, and you were afraid that we're never going to compete in the SEC West again. And it's just—it's you're 100 percent right, Shay. But I yeah. would, you know, context is is important, and you have to think everybody on the recruiting trail was saying, "Don't go to Ole Miss." Matt Luke is—he's yeah. going to be gone in three years, which he was. But yeah. also, I think more importantly, they had sanctions. You know, and there was nah, there was, yeah. there was always thre- there was always threat of sanctions, so that kills yeah. you in recruiting too. So, um, because he went on to Georgia and he did, he was offensive line coach, not head coach, of course, but he he had good success there. But 
So I think it's all those, but I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're seeing the effects of that with Ole Miss yeah. just having four guys in the draft. Yeah, that expect that number to rise. Yep. All right. How about Mississippi State? Shane, two Bulldogs selected. Emmanuel Forbes, outstanding corner in round one to Washington, number sixteen overall, and then Cameron Young in the round four to Seattle. So just two Bulldogs, but uh, hey. We keep hearing from all these Bulldogs, Shane. We didn't lose much. Maybe this is what they're talking about. They didn't lose a lot of elite talent. And maybe we're discounting what they got to work with down there in Starkville. Well, that's what I'm I'm taking away from this, Mike. Uh, optimistic, you know. I, I want to I, I go with that next year this number is closer to five or six even, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that – that, that's what you need, man. You got you need some of that talent to stick around during this little transition that we're in. And uh, if if all goes well, I, I think Arnett uh, is going to make out like a bandit here. Mm-hmm. Now Missouri Shane, they only had one selection, but he is a big fan of Cousin Shane. Round four defensive lineman Isaiah McGuire to Cleveland. Yeah. Right now, we're we're one for one, brother, and, and players we interviewed at SEC Media Days that got drafted. Right, right now, you know, right what I'm now. Saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to say the Midas touch, but if you want to go to the next level, you better have an interview scheduled for that SEC podcast. But fantastic interview. Yeah, I, I was more nervous than he was. You know what I'm saying? I remember that, and uh, it it was just a cool guy. And I and and again. After you talk to somebody, after you put a, a face to the name, yep. you know, you watch him a little bit more during the year, and and I knew he had it. Everybody knew he had it. So no surprise that he, he got picked there in the NFL. Um, Missouri had a hell of a – and a great ambassador of the game. This is a – that's one of the, the cool things about that kid. You watch these guys go to the next level, and then they get their care boxes, and they're, they're wearing their gear around the locker room and stuff like that. This is a guy that is very proud of his university, and uh, I think that helps too when you see him in the, in, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, Shane. I mean, that the defense was a train wreck. Yeah, they were outstanding last year, and they're bringing a lot of guys back that could have had their name called this weekend. So, yeah. again, we cannot say it enough, man. Missouri defense, watch out for them next season. How about South Carolina, Shane? Five guys drafted: Cam mm-hmm. Smith, the outstanding corner in round two; Zach Pickens, a defensive lineman to Chicago, round three. Darius Rush, another defensive back, round five to Indianapolis. Round seven, Javon Gwynn, the offensive lineman, Atlanta. We're two for two, SEC media day, get you drafted, (laughs) just saying. And then receiver Jalen Brooks to the Dallas Cowboys there. So nice showing, I thought, for uh, Beamer and company. Five guys to the league uh, considering, you know, what they inherited down there was a it was a rough roster transition, and that was the beginning of the portal. So it's like players jumping out because, it, you know, understandably they signed up for another coaching staff. They, they didn't know Beamer, but uh, to get five of these guys to the league, I think that's very impressive. Absolutely, man. A lot of defense, a lot of defense there, Mike. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the thing, I think, with South Carolina later in the season sealed the deal for a few of these cats. You know, when they finally started playing together – they became a pretty ugly defense to go against, and they're going to continue to be. There's there's a lot of NFL talent still in Columbia on that side of the ball. So, right. uh, no, this this was a, this is a big showing for South Carolina, no doubt. And, you know, I think one thing you can't overlook, Shane, I think a lot of these guys, if they're going to play in the NFL, you know what they're going to have to do? What's that? Play that Beamer ball special teams, which we know – They specialize in down there in Columbia. I think NFL teams, you know, they're smart enough. They really focus in on that. If these guys are going to make the 53-man roster, they're going to have to play special teams. And if you're getting a Gamecock, you're getting a guy that not only is willing to play it, but excels in that aspect of the game. That's really going to help them too, I, I really do think. Absolutely. Now how about Tennessee, Shane? Also with five selections, first Round number 10 overall, Darnell Wright to Chicago. How about mm-hmm. that? Round three, man, they went on a run here. Handing yeah, Hooker to did. Detroit, 
Jalen Hyatt to the Giants, Cedric Tillman to Cleveland, and Byron Young to the L.A. Rams. All those, Shane, were within nine picks, four selections to Tennessee Vols. How about it? I love it, man. Absolutely love it. You know, it, it was a great showing for Tennessee. This is, you know, Hopple's building something there, and, and it's starting to show on draft day because I, nothing against Pruitt, but if Pruitt were there, mm-hmm. I don't think we have this many players going to the NFL draft. You know, there would have been I don't a couple think any of them. them. Well, I, I, I think, obviously, uh, uh, what's his name's going to go? Uh, Darnell. Darnell, yeah, I mean he he would. I don't know. I mean, you're talking about a five star. Res- I mean, this kid was destined in NFL yeah. at some point. Maybe not a first rounder, mm-hmm. later in the first round or something like that. You know, but uh, he played to a strong suit uh, with with this Hopple offense. So um, I, I think ultimately this was a big showing for Tennessee. This is what you use on the recruiting trail, man, and and. You know, there was a lot of Tennessee players that weren't on the roster. You know, I'm, I'm Wanya Morris and uh, some of these other cats that that yeah. were through this program. So Eric they, Gray, Eric Gray's another one. Yeah, uh, there was another one. Um, uh, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't matter because it, it it happened to other schools too. I, I saw Texas A and M. Uh, that guy down there at, was at Texas State or something. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so. There, there are other players, you know, it's transfer portal use. So, but um, I don't know where I was going with that, Mike. It's getting late. But, uh, but I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I just, to circle back around to Tennessee Vols, I think it's big. And it's not late round picks. This is third round picks. This is big money picks. And mm-hmm. and a lot of these kids, I think, are going to great situations um, and and ultimately get a good shot to, to shine on the next round, on the next level. And I would think, Shane, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Hendon Hooker would have went a lot higher had he not injured his knee, uh, even though they are saying that he'll, mm-hmm. he should be good to go by the start of training camp. We'll see with that. But that's not to say that, uh, you know, he hurt his stock because I honestly, I don't think he would have got drafted, Shane, had he come out last this, this time last year. I don't think he would have got drafted at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, he really did help his stock this year. It's just unfortunate he suffered that injury. I think he could have went a little bit higher. So last, Shane, Texas A&M already hit on them three selections. Devon yeah. Allchain in round three to Miami. Love that fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's going to kill it down there. Antonio uh-huh. Johnson, Jacksonville, round five. I, I thought he was a hell of a player. I don't know yeah. why. He was available in round five. And then Jalen Jones, round seven, defensive back to the Indianapolis Colts. So three selections. All three left school early. They're all making money now, so good for them. Uh, But, uh, again, Aggies are pretty loaded, Shane, just losing three players that are moving on to the NFL. Uh, Thoughts on Jimbo and company? Well, I'm telling you right now, Mike, if, if A&M would have finished top 10 last year, these boys would have been drafted two rounds earlier, every right. one of them, yeah. you know, and, and potentially some other players going. So this is more of a situational thing, but I, I think there's some steals. I love Achain down there in Miami. He's probably going to be on a couple of my fantasy football teams, you know, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, like you said, Johnson, one of the best. Uh, kind of funny that – not funny, sad that he slipped that far down, but uh, – Again, that's another guy that that shines in three three four years, and you're just like, damn, you know how did how did he get so late in the draft? So mm-hmm. um, there's there's uh, there's plenty to make out of this. You didn't you didn't make a bowl game, and you still put these guys in the league, so you can hang your hat on something. But th- I, I'm telling you right now, Mike, this may be the least number of Aggies to be drafted in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Now, we did have a little bit of SEC news. Just want to hit on this real quick, Shane, because it is important. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about this all off season. We've already kind of hit on it, but it is official since we last recorded. Alabama has added Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner, and you said <laughs> this is almost too perfect, Mike. I mean, they need a quarterback, jumps into the portal. Uh-oh. Former coach calls him up. He's down there. He was supposed to visit Auburn, Shane. He was supposed to visit Cal, and I think Stanford, goes down to Alabama, doesn't make any of the other trips. He's locked in. Yeah. Is that – I don't know. What's, what's your thoughts, man? Does that does that give you – excite you about Alabama's quarterback competition? Yeah. Does it – I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it does. Mm-hmm. You know, because it felt like this was 
targeted, man. I mean, we 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 joked about it being too perfect. Well, it almost feels. So I'm you're thinking they got any... their guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. Even though they tried they... to get the North Carolina guy, they tried to get the Miami guy, but they got their guy. <laughs> Yeah, but but this guy wasn't in I the portal. More, I think it's more Papal begging know, and pleading for someone. To come yeah, no, I mean I'm going to spin it anyway. That, that's positive here, Mike. I'm going to yeah. say you know they didn't know he was even available. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going over these other cats that were in the portal. This guy wasn't in the portal. You nope. know they had to make a few phone calls. And I always think of I've been watching this uh, Better Call Saul. You know, and he's always uh-huh. manipulating things to kind of get what he wants. That's what they were doing. You know, like putting shit in his shoes, and he's like. God, I hate this fucking town, you know? It's just like, I'm ready to get out of here. I think I think they were slowly manipulating him along the way to 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 get him to come down to Tuscaloosa. Okay. So in the perfect world, I think that this was all orchestrated, and uh, I think they got their guy. But worst case scenario, man, mm-hmm. you know, the pressure for the other two to perform, you, you clearly are not working, you know? You've got to – we've got to excel somewhere, so – um yeah i i think it's i i mean obviously mike you want you want to crown your quarterback in spring that's not happening in tuscaloosa nobody was happy with the production we saw during that spring game so i think this makes it interesting but i think it makes it an interesting fall camp man we're going to be like really tuned into this in the off season here Okay, okay. Well, brother, uh, we went a little bit long on this one, recapping the entire NFL draft. You got anything before we hop off the line? Mike, you are my first-round pick. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was always fun to watch the NFL, watch some of the highlights, and, and you know, kind of takes you back. It was just – it was good. And, and these kids getting an opportunity to play at the next level, that's what we're doing it, man. That's why they do it. They, they, they entertain us, and then they go get that paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, absolutely. I, I love this, brother, and um, I'm looking forward to some some more news. And Because uh, there's all, man, that portal's jumping, man. I don't know if you've been noticing, but it seems like every two minutes, somebody's entering that portal. So, it, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see how this thing plays out this offseason. No doubt. And we are absolutely – loaded with voicemail questions so we will get to a lot of that in the days and weeks to come but that's all we got to start the week strong shane i appreciate you as always i appreciate each and every one of you for showing up we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys go balls hey buddy this beer's for you mike and cousin shane That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.